Hey guys, this is Simone here, Geriatric Consultant, and I am here to help you make sense of aged care. Welcome to another podcast episode where we speak about all things aging. This week, I want to speak about responsive behavior and, you know, common triggers of responsive behavior and what you can actually do to combat responsive behavior. Um, Nothing can be stressful or upsetting rather than caring for someone who has regular verbal outbursts, you know. Um, I I just want to let you know you're not alone in this because actually more than one third of persons with dementia exhibits aggressive behavior, yeah, especially those with their conditions at moderate to severe stages. Um, What I can tell you is knowing the cause of the behavior and how to react in the moment can reduce incidence of the verbal outburst. However, finding the trigger, I know sometimes finding the trigger is not the easiest thing in the world. (laughs) It is a bit difficult, yeah? Because you see, we need to keep in mind persons with moderate to severe stages of dementia sometimes are unable to recognize or communicate their needs to their caregivers or their loved ones. And also, especially, I must point out, persons with frontotemporal dementia, they have a lot of difficulty understanding what is socially acceptable, yeah? So, often the, the, the trigger of the responsive behavior can fall into one or three categories. We have biological triggers, social triggers, and psychological triggers. Now, triggers can be anything in the environment that is upsetting to the patient and causes them to act out. Let's look at the biological triggers first. Now, biological triggers can be pain or illness. Your patient may be feeling unwell, yeah? Um, it can be due to difficulty seeing thing, seeing or hearing, and that causes them to feel frustrated, of course. And let's look at physical discomfort. They may be hungry or thirsty or possibly too cold or too hot. And remember, they are unable to relay that information to the carer, causing frustration again. And um, hallucinations, they will act out. Once you have a patient with dementia, especially Lewy body dementia, that's a hallmark sign of Lewy body dementia. And this can cause them to act out because they're feeling a bit scared, they're feeling a bit confused. So... Coupled with these triggers, what you have to do, one, you can either, well, you can talk to the doctor about the responsive behavior and the doctor can assist you in ruling out the biological triggers. Another biological trigger can be medication. Now, inappropriate behavior could also be a side effect of the medication that the person is taking. So sometimes, you know, not all medication agrees with everyone. You need to uh, observe the behavior, observe a pattern, record the pattern, and if you see anything off, then you you know report to uh, the doctor and let them know your findings. Yeah. Um, remember, you are a care advocate. Although it's frustrating for you, you are the care advocate. Yeah. So, biological triggers now. I want to go back to the difficulty hearing or seeing, yeah? Um, In a case like this, when persons are feeling frustrated or they're misunderstood, what we find is that they tend to lash out. And they lash out because they don't understand and they think you don't understand. So it's sort of a confusing time for 
you as the carer and a confusing time for the patient. So I want you to keep that in mind when we are trying to find the trigger. Yeah? Good. So we've covered biological triggers. Let's look at the other type of trigger, which is psychological. Now, psychological triggers are all about emotions and how they feel at, at that particular point in time, as well as um, the, 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 the memory loss. Now, that is a psychological trigger because if you are trying to find the words to say to someone and you can't find the words, then you're realizing, okay, maybe I have a problem. Why can't I find the words? Why, what is this thing? What, what is this stupid thing? Why can't I, I, uh, why don't I know that this is a cup or this is a spoon or, or whatever? Yeah. And that works on a person's, uh, psyche. Now I'll use myself as an example. If I um I enter a room and I know I came in here for I, I came I, I, I went into that room for something and I'm saying to myself I came in here for something but what what is the thing I came in here for and I get very annoyed and I you know I, I, I probably stoops and I, I leave and, and it's annoying to me because I can't understand why can't I remember what it is I went to the room searching for now this will affect anyone's psyche if we put aside the dementia for a bit yeah um difficulty processing information another hallmark sign of dementia persons who uh lose sorry difficulty processing information sometimes coupled with that they tend to have a, a a sense of paranoia yeah so you have paranoia, fear, anxiety in one, and then you have that person loss of touch with reality. They're not sure what's happening. Again, we can reflect that back to, um, we can refer this particular situation to frontal temporal lobe dementia. Psychological problems resulting from dementia leads to a lot of misperceptions and difficulty in communicating. This can cause frustration, emotional outbursts, and not only emotional outbursts, physical outbursts as well. So they can get violent with you. Yeah? I cannot say that there's anything you can do to avoid this particular um type of trigger i don't think that there's anything you can do however um you can take command of the situation before it escalates so what i would advise you to do is look at the person uh, again observation is key and if you observe that this situation seems like it's going to escalate because the person is starting to raise their voices and the person is starting to yell at you and you're seeing that they're actually starting to get physical then you intervene and try to take command of that particular situation and we will get to how do you handle those situations when i am through with all the um triggers yeah so lastly the last trigger we can look at are social triggers social triggers Confusing unfamiliar settings. 
Um, what else? Boredom, loneliness, mistrust. We come across an anger, anxiety, and paranoia again. Um, it could be someone that's actually instilling fear in the person. So we shouldn't just take everything at face value when a stranger comes in the room and our parents uh, or a loved one or patients start freaking out. These are things that you need to observe. Social triggers upset us. I mean, it can cause fear. And when the person is scared, they may react inappropriately. Now, as I mentioned before, all the scenarios can not be uh, reduced. It's not something that you can premeditate how to control. You actually have to go along with it and then try to work and understand and control it while it's happening. You can't preconceive the way a person is going to behave. Yes, you know that they may act irrational, but you just really don't know what they may act irrational and do. And so you can address the responsive behavior in a more understanding way when you're seeing what's happening and you know you actually have a, a visual you, you're seeing what the person is doing and that can help you come up with ways of intercepting yeah knowing triggers can help us um, avoid situations or diffuse situations if you know that there's a particular setting that can irritate or confused confuse the patient you try your best to avoid bringing them in that particular setting because you know we don't want to trigger them off that's the bottom line and very few things there are very few things but important things that we can look at and as I said before although we can't prevent it while it's happening we can actually you know work with the patient to calm them down now let's look at what you can do now there are so many things that i could say you could do but i i just want to highlight three things i want you to acknowledge your feelings i want you to maintain eye contact and i want you to remain calm and do not show any sort of anger or any fear, any alarm or anxiety. Even if you feel it, showing the emotions can increase the senior's agitation and actually escalate the situation. Acknowledge their feeling by listening to what they're saying. As unimportant as you think, unimportant as you think the conversation might be, it can actually just it can give you clues on what is really happening with the patient so listening to them can actually help you understand and determine what trigger is happening and you can you're showing them that you want to help them as well yeah
good. Um, distraction. Try to distract them from the problem. This is where being a creative caregiver comes in. So you use all your skill set that you have learned to distract them. Because we know within a minute or two, they actually will not remember anything. Yeah? I also want to encourage you to focus on the person. Do not focus on their behavior. If you focus on the behavior, you tend to get more agitated. You will get upset. The patient will get upset. And then that is a, a whole different situation that is going to arise out of both parties being upset. Also, don't punish the person for their behavior. Do not try to revisit the incident with them. They won't remember it anyway. And you revisiting the, the, the incident just may upset them over again. Yeah? So, if you want to talk about the incident, find someone else. Talk to a support group, talk to a sibling, talk to your spouse, talk to someone else about the incident. Do not revisit the incident with the dementia patient. Yeah? Finally, I want to speak about reducing instances of the responsive behavior. Oh, Lord. There are so many therapeutic interventions. I listed them on my Instagram page. If you don't know my page, it's Chica Gerontologist. Go over to my page and you will see all the different therapeutic interventions uh, and you know how they help with your day-to-day -day care, your routine care with the aging persons. Um, another way we can reduce responsive behavior is by engaging them in regular physical activities. You know, exercise is a great option for you and the elderly person. It helps um, combat boredom, relieve stress, encourage health overall. You know, sometimes just taking a short daily walk can do wonders for someone with dementia. However, you know, you need to get doctor's approval. But once they, you know, they're in pretty okay um, shape physically, that is, um, engage them in some physical exercises, yeah? Social interaction, um, get them into local programs, volunteer work, um, what else can they do? Spend one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, there are daycares that have a lot of different activities, you can in bring them to daycare, there's so much, you know, there's so much options, you, you really don't have to or you shouldn't be dealing with this extremely stressful and distressing situation on your own, there are a lot of things um, that you can do, there are a lot of resources that you can go to, your doctor, um, your local Alzheimer's society, um, chapter, you know, based on your location, there are a lot of things that you can do yeah so i want you to share with me are you caring for you know someone and do they have those emotional outbursts how do you handle your behavior besides 
you know all the different ideas that I highlighted I want you to share your suggestions you know share your comments tell us what you do what do you find useful and um, you know let, let's maybe someone is listening and someone may find what you have to see um, useful yeah so I just want to recap your psychological triggers your social triggers your biological triggers I need you to pay attention to the triggers speak to the the physician about the responsive behavior yeah um, look at the medication again are they in pain physical discomfort unfamiliar settings these are things that can cause the patient to be unsafe once they feel unsafe they are going to act out remember behavior is language thanks for tuning in guys have an awesome week ahead